on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. That's how you're going to grow the business. So I'm exactly I'm pampering the business more financially than myself, and that's not something that everyone would because if you're because the business is doing really well, right? I could be paying myself a lot more. I could yeah. be, you know, I, I I could be spending more money on going on trips and doing this and doing that because there's things I want to do, right? And I will eventually, but right now my my focus is still making the business number one, which is keeping all of the profits in that account and just taking the risk when it comes to making that big purchase for the business. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, Gathering the Kings Nation? I've got a guest uh, fellow queen today. You guys know that the king is not masculine. It's a mindset. And so Dina Parker today absolutely crushes this show. And I want you guys to hear it because just a couple of months ago, she was not a seven-figure owner. She didn't even think that she would ever be a business owner. Crazy story. I want you to hear it. There's so much gold here. Her mindset is everything. Grab that pen and paper. It's coming down. Let's go. All right, everybody, gathering the kings, Chaz Wolf. I'm your host, and today I've got Miss Parker. Now, Miss Parker, <laughs> welcome to the stage. Um, I, I, we we did this on the first call, but your first name is D E N A. Yes. And how do people get it wrong? Because the American way to spell Dina is D I N A, and uh, my name. Uh, and Dina is a German name, and the correct way in Germany is spelled as D-E-N-A. So, yeah. So, everyone love, says D-I-N-A, but it's it's D-E-N-A. Yeah. I love... I love Names are so important, and I like saying them correctly, but obviously, you know, <laughs> um, it to your point, and we learned this in our first call, that um, it's super easy to say your name Dana, as you said, as yeah. opposed to Dina. So, um, yeah. you don't have to go by Miss Parker. We'll call you Dina the rest. I just wanted to <laughs> do that as a quick little intro here. But Dina, what kind of what kind of what kind of um uh, business do you have? So um for Everlon Mile High, um it's an artificial grass company. So we're a premium artificial grass company. That's all we do. Anything with artificial grass, maintenance, repairs, um, sales, the installation, the whole shebang. Um yeah. artificial grass, anything to do with it. Very cool. Yeah, I love. I love. It's like uh, tis the season, you know. Well, I guess artificial grass really has right. all all season, but um, at least the season that people are thinking about grass. <laughs> exactly. We've been lucky this year in Colorado, just because the sun's been out a lot. We haven't gotten a ton of snow, which is surprising. So um, the skiers hate it, but I've been actually really happy because we can install more than typical throughout the the winter. Yeah. So that's yeah. been good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's great. I. I I can see why the skiers may not may not uh, share that vision with you. Um, right. <laughs> but okay, so you've got a really fun story, um, and I can't wait to get into it. But you're you're a a new owner. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. a new business. You you bought an yes. existing business um, above yes. the seven figure mark, and so mm-hmm. 
that's why you're here. And I'm so curious about your story. I want to dive into it because you you a totally different road than a lot of my other guests, more so similar to my story, actually. But um, at this stage in the game, even though you're new, quote unquote, to the business, what right. I'm curious about is at this stage in the game, doing this much revenue, why why do you continue to push? Like, why do you want more from this business? Because it's not like you bought the business to, to go flat, like you want it to grow. Right. Yeah. And I mean, in my opinion, everything in life, not even just a business, um, it should, you should always have the mindset of continuing to grow in some way. Um, so, you know, I took the business over and we're, you know, we're doing the numbers that we're doing. I still want to have two to three installation crews, which means another two, um, trucks and trailers. So it's like goals like that I have now, um, my, the goals when it comes to like actually building those relationships, sales, that's kind of just there at this point. Um, now I'm just trying to figure out where I, how I can get to that next level and it doesn't have to be tomorrow or next month, but the decisions I'm making today now with where we're at is how is this going to affect us a year from now? Um, is this going to grow us? Are we going to stay the same with this decision? Um, so I'm not like in a rush to, you know, be making billions of dollars, but it's more of just like, I want to continue to grow, even if it's a slow growth. I mean, you just should always be growing personally, um, work related. I just feel like that should be something that's always important to do. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm in, I'm in full alignment on that. And so with you, I mean, I know a little bit of the story from our off off air talk, but here's what I would say from a angle of where business started for you is so different. And you didn't even mm-hmm. think potentially that you would be a business owner. Oh, so tell us, yeah. tell us, how did you get into the spot where you're now the business owner? Oh my gosh. If you would have asked me a year ago, I I would never have guessed I'm going to be an, a business owner, even just a year ago from today. Um, wasn't on my mind. I've always been a salary salesperson and I'm always been great at what I do. And I love working for other people. I've always just been a go-getter. I'm a people pleaser. So when I make my boss happy, it's a good thing for me. So I've always just been a hard worker and um, the businesses I've worked for, I've always just treated them as my own Um, with that mindset. It's just how I was raised, the um, work mentality I have. So, you know, I know forever long corporate um, because it, was founded in a small town in Ohio. I actually graduated high school with the CEO's son. Um, when that was back when Foreverlon was actually a smaller company, there maybe were only two franchises nationwide, but I knew the company. I moved yeah. out here seven years ago for an AT&T job. Um, account manager, traveled the whole state, great job. And I went back one year for Christmas and I, the CEO, Brian Carney uh, with Foreverlon, He's one of them. They're two brothers. But I saw him at a little Mexican restaurant. It's a small town. And he knew I was in Denver. Knew I've always been in sales. And he said, hey, there's actually someone opening up a, a franchise for everyone mile high in, in Colorado. Like, you should... You've always been in sales. Can I give him your number? And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I love my AT&T job, though. I don't know how uh-huh. passionate I can get behind grass because I'm a passionate person. You could probably yeah. already tell by how I'm talking. So... um, I was like, yeah, you can give my number. Um, I'm, I don't mind working a second job. Maybe if it's something I can do from home, just calling leads, more than happy to help. So yeah. about six months later, Trey actually reached out. He's the previous owner for Everland Mile High. And um, I told him the same thing. I said, hey, I love my job. But if it's something I can do from home, I'm more than happy to 
to help you out with con lead sales, you know, yeah. and I, I'm get, always get in where you fit in. Right. I'm always been someone to, uh, you might hear with other questions down the road, find this out Bobby. but I was, I did not come from money. So I've always worked two jobs, even, you know, when I was younger, um, big lots and then clean houses. So I've always just worked, worked, worked. Um, so I started helping them on the side and the more I did it, the more I loved it and found that I was becoming passionate about artificial grass. I mean, who knew there could be 29 different types and three <laughs> different types of three different types of backings and yeah. different types of insulations, colors. Um, so I just what, became what more part more... of it did you fall in love with? Like, I, I, I mean, the, the variation, the design of the, it, like the, the everything. I mean, the yeah. whole process of it as in like the relation, cause I've always been, why I'm good at sales is because I'm good at building relationships. So the building relationships with, um, on the commercial side of things with architects and contractors, I became very good at. And then just seeing how many different, I like finding solutions for things. So we weren't just throwing one product at every artificial grass customer. All right, this is our one product. This is what you get. This is how it works. It was more so tell me what you need. Why are you looking for artificial grass? And then, okay, this is the product you need and why. Um, so I could actually come up with solutions for customers and with kids, like we, like I said, we can do colored playgrounds. I mean, that's freaking cool. Like I yeah. wanted a colored <laughs> playground with mounds when I was a kid and hopscotch built into it. Yeah. Um, wow. so yeah. And then I just, I mean, as doing it, learning the opportunity for it when it comes to just growth and the knowledge that's not out there with artificial grass. So one that's more opportunity because just by getting the knowledge out there and um, the money that's in it. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's when I first started, I was honestly a little surprised on how much money people would spend on artificial grass. Now I'm not, I'll make a bid that's, you know, $80,000 and I don't even blink because it's just, you know, that it was a, a shock at first six years ago when I started sure. working for Trey on the side, but now I'm just like, if yeah, you know, sense. So I just, I became, there's so many different reasons and the process of it though, the seeing the before and after photos, like my favorite photos to post on LinkedIn, you might've seen are before and after photos, the transition from, you know, dirt yard to a beautiful green grass yard, um, fixes my OCD a little bit. So, um, but yeah, and then I also just kind of fell away from the big corporate world. You know, I was with Verizon at one point, AT&T, Dish Network, Great companies, and I liked my jobs, but you're a fly on the wall, right? You might have, you don't, you know, you just don't have a lot of say with things. And um, when I started to get to know like the franchise world a little bit and how it's more of a family, and you make it your own, and they actually hear you, it's it caught my attention. Um, It's a little scary though because right, it's a franchise. You could something could go wrong tomorrow, and it's gone or. Right. You know, so I guess the reason why I held on to my corporate job as long as I did, um, instead of going to full time with Trey back in then, was it was a big company. I knew it wasn't going anywhere. Right. Um, well, stability. That was you. my <laughs> and that was my mindset for the longest time. Was because Trey actually tried to get me to come full time for him for a couple of years, and I was like, no, no, like I kind of like what we have set up, like working on the side. And, um, but then you know bosses change with the other job and you don't really like who you work for. And, you know, so, and as I get older, you know, what's important to you changes, changes too. So I told Trey that, you know, about a year and a half ago, I said, you know, I think I'm ready to 
pull the trigger. If you still want me full time, at least he's like, Oh my gosh, like, yes, yesterday, like start today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, it happened really quick. Then after that, I started working for Trey full time and things were going great. Things were going phenomenal. And then Trey kind of, um, sat me down one day, we got lunch, which was typical because I, um, didn't see him a ton. I lived in Denver. He's in Colorado Springs. There's only an hour away, but so when I go to Colorado yeah. Springs, he typically get lunch, and he just said, you know, hey, well, Liz and I are we're we're pregnant with the uh, our fifth kid, and I was just like, not really surprised by that because I knew they were always talking about kids, but I was just uh-huh. like, okay, like, wow, like fifth kid, you're you guys are gonna be busy, and he said, yeah, he goes, Alyssa's kind of thinking about moving back to Western Kansas, that's where they're both from, to have yeah. help with the family, and I was like, okay, I said. Well, I mean, I feel like I can handle everything. I said, move back to Western Kansas. Like, as long as corporate's okay with me running things in, in Colorado for you, you know, move back to Western Kansas. You don't do much now anyways, besides payroll. <laughs> besides, besides, like, as in payroll and taxes. Like, I didn't mean yeah. that in a bad way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, here's the foundation. But, like, physically, look, we just didn't need him here. <laughs> look, you, you gave, like, the ultimate team member answer. In fact, I've had so many conversations with entrepreneurs who like when they receive that response of like, uh, excuse me, Kenny, if you could just get out of the way, we got this. <laughs> it's such it's it is no fault of like, you're not doing anything. No, no, no. We understand. It's like, no, no we finally empowered somebody to like mm-hmm. run. And so anyway, it, it was a compliment to you and to him. But, <laughs> so, so you tell him you can run it. And then what he says, what? He, you know, he just said, um, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. I just need to get approval from corporate and all of that fun stuff. So he went to court and I knew like I graduated with their, their boys. I was like, their corporate's going to be cool with it. You know, he knew it too. We just, you know, we wanted to do it the right way. So of course, corporate said, yeah, that's fine. So Trey and his wife moved back to Western Kansas. Um, I'm still running things and, um, you know, Trey's a lot like me as we're very hands-on. So, you know, this morning, actually, I told you I was rushing here to to meet with you on time because yeah. I wanted to stop by and install. I didn't have to. I just am right. very hands-on. If I have the extra time, I like to stop in on jobs and see yeah. things, get photos for, you know, social media. So totally. Trey was the same way. He moved back and he found himself coming back more often than he wanted to. So he's actually spending more time away from his family. Yeah. It's only a three hour drive, but he would stay in hotels out here, stay with a friend. And um, so I kind of, he made, had, he had ma- started making some comments about, you know, hey, have you ever thought about <laughs> taking over Forever Lawn Mile High one day? And I said, yeah, maybe one day, but like, yeah. No, Not like tomorrow. how things are going. <laughs> like, yeah, things are great. Um, I just started working for you full time. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, he just started making comments like, you know, if I do, you, would you stay working for Forever One Mile High if I ever sold anyone else? And, you know, and so I kind of had a feeling, you know, it was pretty, those were pretty obvious questions. So I had a kind of feeling soon he was going to tell me he wanted to to step away, which... Forever Long Mile High was Trey's baby. He did start it from ground up. So in my head too, I'm like, there's no way he just wants to walk away. Like there's right. just no way. So one day, this was probably three months later. Um, I would say actually this was around September time of last year. I went to the warehouse in Colorado Springs. Trey was sitting there and I actually started crying before he, cause I, Trey became a friend, him and his wife. They became sure. very, very good yeah. friends of mine. Of I course, respect yeah. I, I respect Trey so much over the years. We've, 
And, um, he, I could just tell he was about to ask something. I start crying. I said, just say it. <laughs> he, he was like, well, and he was just like, um, like me and Alyssa have been praying a lot about, um, what we're going to do the next chapter of our lives with this fifth kid, fifth kid coming us being back yeah. in Western Kansas. He said an opportunity arose for me to purchase a different business in Western Kansas. And I have to let go of forever one mile high. And I tried to like guilt him in a little bit for staying and just saying, sure. this is like your baby. Like, are you sure? Like, what if you absolutely have to do nothing? Like you never right. come. And he was just like, you know that I will though. And I was, yeah. and I was like, you know, and I understand. Um, and he said, and I said, well, you know, the first thing I started just, I started crying even more. And I was just like, well, how am I going to get approved for a loan? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I was thinking out loud. I was just like, well, yeah. maybe there's someone at corporate that would invest until I can purchase it. Or, you right. know, I was just thinking of all these things out loud. And he goes in it, you know, he got a big smile on his face. He's like, that's the thing. He's like, if it's you, I'm willing to work with you and figure out payments, figure out, you know, you don't have to pay me up front. If it's someone else, yeah, it'd be a little different. He's like, right. but you already treat the business like your own. And if anyone's going to grow it, it's yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I have a couple because there was other landscape companies that we work with that probably purchase it, but it'd probably go in the back corner burner or it'd be just something, you know, right. that's on the side for them that they can offer. Um, yeah. But he and he goes, I don't want you to feel obligated. You know, if it goes to someone else, we'll definitely make sure that they're willing to keep you on a salary and yeah. take care of things. And I was like, you know what? In my head, <laughs> in my gut, I was just like, if I don't try, yeah. I mean, I was scared. I was in that moment, it, I was freaking out. I'm scared. Like, I've right. always had a salary job, never yeah. had one. So, and this is I the just, furthest thing from that. You're going to write your right. own check. <laughs> exactly. And, but I just said, if I don't try, I will immediate I will regret it. I, yeah. I have to try. Um so I told him I said listen I I know it's gonna be hard and I'm so scared right now with these words coming out of my mouth but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And so I started from that moment on I started prepping for January one because January one was, was when it was gonna be official. So I had already started changing my mindset even more so to be like the actual business owner. And that's when everything just changed. Yeah, I want to dive into that. Um, but before I do, I want to give a quick recap of your story. So first off, wow. Um, what what a roller coaster of going literally from like loyal corporate employee all the way to um, having a chance to step into a business ownership role. And so what I want the listener to hear here uh, at this moment is that actually twofold from from Trey's perspective, which is if you don't plan an exit and the exit doesn't have to be a sale, although if you're building your business in a way where you know that you can sell it at any time if you were to want to, whether it be to someone else or to someone on your team, that that's mm-hmm. how you should be building your business, keeping clean books, making sure that you're raising up a team, making sure that you're not always involved, like all these things that you kind of said that he was doing, even though he was coming back, it's because he probably cared more than anything. Um, But he built a system around himself that where he could literally physically remove himself and then someone else could come in. And then therefore, he now has this opportunity where he can move himself on and and have a great candidate like yourself. So I think that that's number one. Even though the listener is building a six-figure business right now and they want to get to the seven-figure mark, 
you still build your business in a way where you can sell it at any point in time, even if you genuinely think you're going to do it for the next 40 years. Um, and then the second thing is from your perspective of like the team member, it's like, man, you just never really know who you're going to find on your team, especially those salespeople, those crazy salespeople, because obviously I come from a sales background. <laughs> they're, they're little entrepreneurs. And, and depending mm-hmm. upon who they are or how they're incentivized, their ownership or their autonomy in your business as the listener right now, as you're listening to my voice, you can maximize opportunities like, you know, this happened for, for Dina. So anyway, pick up where you left off there. You said your, your mindset shifted, obviously from salesperson mm-hmm. or employee to owner. But what, what, what did that look like for you? Um, uh, immediately, my mind went around the financial side of things. Right. I told you, you know, I, I, I don't come from money. That's why I've always worked multiple jobs. Um, a little personal side of me real quick. When the pandemic started, I actually started experiencing horrendous... Um, I was actually on a road trip to the Grand Canyon. And I started getting really, really sick. Thought it was COVID. And it wasn't, um, I was actually sick for a year and a half. It took the doctors 10 months to figure out what's wrong with me. It was actually my gallbladder took, you know, crazy. It was crazy. And, you know, so I, even my health insurance, you know, medical bills, just trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Then I had the gallbladder surgery. I mean, it just added up And this. Um, so when this happened, um, financially, I said, you know, I need to start setting small goals until January one, at least to, to have a different, to be in a different place where I'm at right now financially. So I, my mindset was my goal before January one is to get my medical bills paid off, which was not a small bill. But I said, as as long as I can get that paid off before January one, as my starting as a business owner, you know, that's at least one expense I won't have to worry about anymore. So, you know, I started door dashing on the side. Um, immediately. And that's not something I'm proud of. It was, it, it was not fun. I hated every second of it, but I was so motivated to yeah. make this work yeah. to not to be successful. So yeah, if I have to sacrifice my gym time right now, or if I have to sacrifice right. um, my yoga classes right now, so I can be working a second job on the weekends and in the evenings, yeah. I'm going to do that just so I can pay these medical bills off. And so that's what I did immediately yeah. that next day. And I, and Trey knew, like Trey also knew personally where I was with that, which is also why he was willing to work with me when it came to, he knew I wasn't planning on owning a business and had like a savings to just purchase business. Um, yeah. And he also yeah. then knew the medical, you know, he knew my medical stuff had been going on and yeah. I was paying towards that. So I told him, I said, this is my plan. And he loved it. He's like, that's, a, he's like, that's awesome. And yeah. so, um, I started grinding away at that. I would work my um, my job for Trey Monday through Friday, um, sometimes even a little bit on Saturdays. And then um, when I wasn't working for Trey and for everyone Mile High, I was door dashing and um, I was just hustling. And I was able to pay the bills off before yeah. for January one. And um, but that's where my mind initially shifted was when I told him I would do it. I'm like, okay. I need to pay off my medical bills. Okay, I need to figure out um, yeah. what I can cut back on personally right now. This so it, eventually, it also my mind when it came to financial things was sacrifices. Right, yeah. as yeah. a business owner, this is now Trey's literally giving me this baby. So I now have to make that when we have kids, you know, you have to make sacrifices. Um, That's, right. That's right. So I 
was like, okay, what, what sacrifices can I make? I mean, and this might sound silly, but I've been one like to always get my nails done every two weeks since I was very young. So yeah. first thing in my head was like, wow, I can cut off, you know, $40, 80 bucks a month just by not getting my nails done until, right. you know, I can. And now yeah. I'm getting my nails done and I can do it. But like at first, sure. like that was one of the things that in my head, I'm like, this is a sacrifice. Um, yeah. So that was kind of what my mind set transition to. When yeah. I so I've got, I've got, um, I've got a lot of thoughts, but first off, congratulations. I mean, that's setting a target like that and just going after it. But why do you think, and I'm going to circle this around to then, uh, helping the, 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 the listener right now in their, in their current state, but there was something about the next step for you, like taking over the business that mm-hmm. was some sort of a level of either pressure or the fact that you, you wanted to be ready or not have the debt to make sure that there was cash flow to like even personally to be able to live depending upon what the deal was with Trey and how much you needed to pay him. But there was something about the pressure of what you were about to step into that made you in that moment months and months before go, I'm willing to sacrifice. So what you just said. So tell us why, because really what that is for the listener is maybe what they need to do in the current moment. It's, it's, they need to, pressurize themselves in a way toward a target, toward something that they want, because that's what gets us into action. And in essence, mm-hmm. it's the reason why you started paying off the debt be- and because you could have done it before. Clearly, mm-hmm. you could have stopped doing your nails. You could have door dashed. Yeah. You could have been more responsible <laughs> with your, your money coming right. in. I mean, you were in sales, so you're making good money. But the, right. the reality of it is, is that you chose in that moment to finally actually do it. Why? Yeah. You know... I asked myself that question. I have a roommate and, um, you know, I, when I started door dashing and I started paying off my medical bills, I even asked her, I'm like, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. And I mean, I would be a lot less stressful right now if I would have. And I think it's yep. because, you know, especially in that salary position and, you know, just making my monthly payments, I was one comfortable yep. and two, I didn't have, and I didn't have anyone else depending on me. Um, besides myself and my pug, if you want to count him, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, you know, I, now I have an installation crew, right. Where if I'm not keeping the company afloat and making this work, what are they going to do? Right. Yeah. Um, so, and then also I don't have anything else to fall back on. Right. I mean, yes, I have a lot of amazing relationships with previous sure. jobs and companies and I'm sure I could find something, but not something that's going to be mine. Right. So I don't just have something else to fall back on. Like this is it. And this has got to work. Like my mindset, when it changed, it was just like, I don't have the option to fail. So I have to do everything I can right now to make this work. Yeah. I love, I love certain people. I'm sure you've gotten this in your story along the way. Cause I know I have, cause I didn't come from anything either is that, you know, you got lucky. Right. You got, you got lucky. You met the right person. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe there's a, there's a portion of that that's true. Um, you did get lucky that maybe you met Trey or that you knew the owner's sons of that franchise and he connected you or, but it could also be you probably did some work in the sales process. You probably learned some things, uh, through your jobs that allowed you to excel. You talked about having a work ethic that was unmatched. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it was all those things, all those nights that you were studying or, or the days that you were traveling around Colorado for your 18T job that 
mm-hmm. you know, you were putting in the work, quote unquote, but oh, yeah. it prepared you for the moment to work in sales at Trey's office, which then you built the relationship with him where he trusted you, where he was, you know, having to do more than just sales, which then led you to the opportunity that you're in right now, which obviously you're super grateful for. That, that's what you're, that's what you're saying is that oh, this, absolutely. Is this is your chance. Like you've got oh, to make absolutely. it. And if I would have never, if I, I 100% would not be where I'm at today if I did not have the work ethic I did um, or have, because even with my previous jobs, I mean, Trey would have never kept me. I had seen Trey when I helped him on the side, hire people on full time on top of me and they never, they never stayed. Or like I was part time and I would like follow up on things that his full time people weren't doing. And I would just, you know, I'm not one of those people that calls people out and Trey could just tell by what I was doing. How is this person that's working four hours a week selling more than the person I have working 40 hours a week? Yep. (laughs) Um, So here's your sign. (laughs) Right. And so, um, and I've had, there's another dealer, a Forever Long dealer, when I was working for Trey, she was just like, I wish I could just clone you. And I said, it it is sad. I mean, because even with my AT&T job, part of my job was to hire people. Um, yeah. And yeah. a lot of people my age, I mean, it is so hard to find people that are actually willing to work for a paycheck and actually work hard, like as in, you know, they care about this business. Care. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. That's really what it comes down to is integrity. Um, yep. Yeah. It's just a lower, uh, lower standard of excellence. I think that excellence is, is what's been lost, but, but not with you. And, and then it was, that excellence inside of you along your entire history that gave you then quote unquote the luck or the opportunity. And so what would you what would you say right now for the six figure owner who's trying to get to that million dollar mark? They've been grinding, but mm-hmm. but they've probably been making bad choices. Like you, you know, if we're gonna put you in that category of making bad mm-hmm. choices financially, because you know now that you could have done mm-hmm. it sooner. And the only oh, yeah. real reason that you hadn't was because you said you were comfortable. And that's really yeah. where a six-figure owner is, potentially, is that he's yeah. been comfortable or she's been comfortable. But that's why mm-hmm. she's or listening right now, is that they don't want to be comfortable anymore. So what do they need to do? What did you do in that moment, mentally and then even physically, to, okay, let me go to the next level. I need to stop my excuses and start doing it. Whatever. What is that? You have to take the risks. And taking those risks, it's, it's very scary and it's an uncomfortable feeling. For example, financially, I mean, right now, even with the business, I am still being very frugal to where I'm still making sacrifices for myself. As in, I only put into my personal account what I need to pay bills. The rest stays in the business account. Um, why? Because I want to get stock on some of the materials instead of ordering ordering right. them per sale, right? Like right. I, that's how you're going to grow the business. So I'm exactly. I'm pampering the business more financially than myself. And that's not something that everyone would... Because if you're, because the business is doing really well, right? I could be paying myself a lot more. I could be, um, you know, I I could be spending more money on going on trips and doing this and doing that because there's things I want to do, right? And I will eventually. But right now, my, my focus is still making the business number one, which is keeping all of the profits in that account. Um, and just taking the risk when it comes to making that big purchase for the business. Okay. Um, so like when it comes to, you know, buying another, a truck and trailer is something that I'm looking, it's my next big, big expense. Typically that's something someone would just continue to push off. Like, Oh, we'll do that next summer. Like, no, right. I need to just not do this personally right now. So I can do this financially with the business. 
Yeah. You, you've basically not only just taught yourself, because you probably knew it from before, but you've reinforced the discipline uh, in your finance towards growth. Um, and, and before you have a business, you, you do things like personal development or books or seminars or you know, things that you do with maybe a marriage retreat or something like that. Like that's, that's, that's how you invest, quote unquote, into yourself so that mm-hmm. you can make good choices. But even yep. more so now, like what you're saying in, in your business is that you've got to pick things that are going to grow the business. Inventory, mm-hmm. a truck to carry the inventory, more sales guys, um, mm-hmm. you know, training for you, training for your business or your team. Like all of those things are going to help you grow. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm reiterating what you just said simply because I want the listener <laughs> to like, I really, I want it to hit it home because it's, it's exactly, um, how they need to operate. And if they're not operating in that, it's literally probably one of the top three reasons why they're not getting uh, to that next level. And so here you are at that level and you're still making those choices, which is probably right because you don't want to read your press clippings too quickly. And uh, and I was the same way. Like the moment that I wanted to start reading my press clippings, sleeping in a little bit, kind of taking it easy. I knew, I knew I'm like, nope, Uh, let's figure out, let's flip the switch. I gotta, I gotta get, gotta get aggressive again, you know? Yeah. And like, to give you an example. So I, before I found out that I was taking over the business, um, me and, um, me and one of my friends were going to go on a road trip to Zion and it was planned, um, kind of around like right before winter, um, like October, I think we were going to go September, October. Yeah. It was like the month after I found out. And I told my friend, I was like, Hey, I'm door dashing right now and I'm just trying to make extra money. Like I know our trip's not going to be super expensive, but I'm going to have to postpone. Like I, this is just the most important thing right now. Let's plan it for another time. Um, so now I, I actually, you know, we didn't reschedule it. We just kind of canceled it for the moment, but, um, I'm turning 30 next month and I'm taking a road trip to Zion. And nice. So and how much more um, sweet is that, that trip going to be now? You know? Oh, it's going to be so much. So I would have been so stressed if I, financially, not that I won't be, you know, I'm always being a business owner, you're always going to have stressors. But, you know, I would have been so stressed going before I became the owner, because, you know, I was trying to pay off those medical bills in my head. I'm like, Oh, spending money, all this money on gas, this could be paying off part of this medical bill or, you know, so now that that's just kind of like, I'm past that. And I'm where to where I can start enjoying small, you know, weekend getaways to the mountains in Colorado, right? Where before I was just stepping away from that. Cause I'm a very outdoorsy person. I'm like, I can sacrifice, you know, five months, not, yeah. you know, traveling to a mountain town and saving that money on, on gas and Airbnb if we're not camping or whatever. Yeah. Um, but now I'm going to start, you know, I'm telling myself, you know, I can start enjoying these things slowly. Um, yeah. now that I took time off of it, I made that sacrifice for while I needed to. Yeah. hundred percent. Such, such valuable, uh, tools in and out of the business. Um, the listener uh, should be taking notes if they haven't been. So um, I want to I want to switch over to our speed round, and I want to ask you some questions that are going to be, you know, kind of quick fire questions. Um, okay. And and I think some of what we were just talking about plays into a few of these questions. So I, it's going to be interesting to uh, get your uh, opinion on these. But if if you could only pick one metric in all of the business to track forever and ever, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Volume. Volume, volume of sales. Ah, yep. sales. Mm-hmm. Volume. Okay. Just because if I know what I'm doing volume wise, I know what I'm doing sales wise, money wise, what's coming in profitably, like 
yeah. if I can track volume, I can pretty much mentally keep track of everything else as long as I can keep track of volume. That's right. That's right. I'm the same way. My answer is sales. 100% of the time, sales is the lifeblood. If I know what the sales are, the rest of it goes ding, 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 ding in my brain. Right. I know, exactly. the, I, know the, I know the bottom line. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay. And so um, what book would you recommend for a six-figure owner? Um, it, it, this is going to be an interesting uh, question because obviously you you went from employee straight to seven-figure owner, but mm-hmm. there was still mindset growth that you went through. So I'm so curious of this answer. What, what book would you recommend? I really like the book, um, Shut Up and Listen. Mm. Um, that's it. It's actually something that Trey recommended me to to read, and this is actually something he had me read before I even knew I was going to take over business. But it's it really is for business owners. Um, so it's called Shut Up and Listen. Um, nice, because I think a lot of people, it just really teaches. I'm very quick to speaking. Actually, I used to be very quick to speaking. I have learned to think through things before I speak because I'm a very passionate person. So if something uh-huh. didn't go my way, I would get flustered and I would get heated a little bit and I would yep. say something that I would probably wouldn't have said 10 minutes later if I would have just given it a second. Um, yeah, and so I'm, true. I am a talker and I, I, as you can tell, I'm a talker. So, um, learning to listen, not that I wasn't good at it, but doing yeah. it more to Purposely. people who are working for me. Right. Um, so yeah. that's be, that would be what I say. That's awesome. I, I love how you put that in perspective of uh, leading your team because you're right. I mean, of course, you need to listen to clients. You, you know, you can't find out their needs in the sales process if you're not listening. But you know that from that angle. But right but now, you're not just selling, right? You're you're mm-hmm. leading a team and multiple teams. Uh, you got multiple different staff. They're on. They're doing different things. And so, yeah, you you have to be able to listen to them. Uh, one of the things I'll give this to the listener, maybe for you too. But um, when I was running sales teams uh, many years ago. Um, I had the same problem where I would, I would, I, at least I knew to tell my new person, Hey, I might look, you know, like really focused or intense, but I, I want you to come ask questions. So that at least they would. Right. But mm-hmm. while they were asking me questions, I, I was still like eyes on the screen, just is doing my yeah. thing, which is, which is terrible. And, and once I realized that I literally had to turn my chair and sit on my hands and make eye contact with them and say, what you know? What can I help you with? What is your question? Um, because I'm telling you what, like that that one little piece of being able to hear them is different than listening. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, because I am, I'm always on my. I sometimes I have three screens in front of me: my phone, my iPad, my laptop, and my roommate will be talking to me, and I'm doing all these things, and she's like, "You're not even hearing me." <laughs> I'm like nope. I promise I am, but you're right, I'm not. not I need listening. to stop what I'm doing and right. like listen focus on what you're saying. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's so true. In fact, um, <laughs> I'll give this one to the listener as well. But um, I even have this language with my wife and my kids are starting to pick up on it too, because I'll be doing something as you know, as a business owner, I'm sure every listener, uh, it, it goes through this to a degree, I got my phone and I might I might be working one second. And then the next like, I'm, I'm with the family, like, hey, we're hanging out mm-hmm. it's the middle of the day, or maybe it's the evening, whatever time, but I might be working and then not working like that. And and they know that it's cool. You know, you have multiple businesses, multiple industries is fine. But yep. they now know that if if I'm down here looking on the phone, you can't just talk. I'm just because I'm in the room doesn't mean I'm listening. And so right. um, I, I, my wife and I have gotten on the same page in, in our communication. But my kids are starting to pick up on it. Daddy, do I have your attention? Because that's what I've asked my wife to say. Like, if you're talking to me, yeah. just say, do I have your attention? And I will say, because I'll hear that. I'll go, no, you don't. Give me one second. 
or yes, I'm not doing anything of value. Let me put this down and let me listen to you. Um, but my kids are starting to pick up on that too now. Like, Daddy, do I have your attention? It's just good communication, you know? <laughs> no, that makes... Yeah, and one of the things... So when I took over, the project manager who stayed, thankfully, Connor, who is awesome. I mean, I view him as a business partner. Um, I told him... One of the things I said to him is, Hey, if... Because he's kind of a quiet... He's definitely not like me. He's very quiet. He is a hard worker. Keeps to himself. And I... um you know, and I've worked with him for a while. So I knew who, how he was. And I said, Hey, if something bothers you or say you have an employee you're having issues with, come talk to me. Don't let hold in your frustrations. Cause he would get flustered and hold it in, you know, in the past. I said, talk to me about things. Like if you're having issues with something or you want something to look a different way, um, you know, the installation process better than me. Um, that's what you do. And if there's something we can change or do better with, or if you're just frustrated about something, Come yeah, talk to know. me. Like yeah, I'm not going to exactly. bite your head off. I want us to be able to communicate. Yeah, yeah. So so good, so good. Okay. Um, do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. now that you've stepped into the ownership role? Yes, and I actually kind of was prepped for this before I became an owner um, because back in the day, um, Trey was in a magazine and the magazine it's like neighborhood magazines and the yep. magazine would actually have all of the owners the small business owners that publish in it they would have like you know uh, monthly lunches where we kind of converse as owners and all that yeah. and i did that years ago and then on linkedin as you found me um yeah. the person that i knew years ago from that he said oh my gosh you're the owner now like he started asking me questions he's like i know you're not in our magazine anymore but would you he was like, I would love for you to still come to our, our monthly meetings and, and, and just be involved. So I do that there. Um, the guy that I work with, with marketing, he also has a group that of business owners that get together once every two months. Um, so I do that as long as I, my schedule allows me to, it's, it's all about relationships and anything in this life. So just even on LinkedIn, there's a lot of people I connect with that are just local business owners. They're yeah. not in my industry, but they're a local business owner. Um, I love even before I was an owner, I love like um, supporting local restaurants instead of going to a chain. Um, sure. So, sure. you know, now I value that even more being in the position I'm in. Um, but yeah, so I do occasionally go to groups where there's other small, you know, small business owners. Um, and a lot of them are just, again, not in the field I'm in, but you never know who they're going to know. Um, a lot of them have even said, Hey, I want to quote personally, or Hey, my, my friend has a million dogs and she hates her lawn. You know, it just, yep. you never know. Um, so yes, I do. Yeah. And, and more so, I think from an entrepreneurship perspective, because everything you just described is spot on, but it's, from a sales perspective, you as a sales person, and that's how you've been trained for so many years, is who do I know that can lead to a deal? Um, and and as a business owner, you're thinking the same thing, of course, but it's also who do I know that opens doors to a different opportunity or a different relationship, or maybe it's a connection of someone that can teach me something, or it's it's who you who you don't know, like you don't know who you don't know, or you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> And so um, meeting new people is how you do that. And so uh, I Mm -hmm. think that's incredible. Okay, last question. If you lost it all, there was no more artificial grass, what would you do? Um, What we just talked about, I would turn to my relationships. I would not, you know, I wouldn't just go into a dark... Because when when people lose things, it's it's sad. It's hard. It's easy to go into a dark hole, you know, 
I would immediately, even if that means I'm just door dashing until I figure something out, I'm going to keep going. I may be upset, um, you know, and, but I, I would keep going in some way. I would never stop working, even if that means I'm reverting, you know, going back to DoorDash just so I, you know, pay small bills until I figure it out. But I would really turn to my relationships is what it would come down to. Um, because re- my relationships have gotten me to where literally I am today is all because of relationships that I have built throughout my career. Um, so if something would come up and I would lose everything, I would it would come down to my relationships and the people that I've met through the years. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think the the successful entrepreneur understands how to leverage time, how to leverage resource, and how to leverage key relationships. And so uh, you played right into that one. I love it. Um, and and so true too. So it has been an absolute pleasure here with you today, Miss Dina Parker. But and, and so if someone wanted to connect with you, um, because they want to hear more of your story or they want to connect with you in a in a in a in a in a one-on-one scenario, how would they find you? Yeah. Almost every me- social media platform, um, LinkedIn, I'm big on um professionally. I Dina Parker, D-E-N-A, P-A-R-K-E-R, um, LinkedIn. But we also have um, Instagram, Facebook, Forever Lawn Mile High. Forever Lawn one word. Um, but Forever Lawn Mile High, you can type that in on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you're going to find the, those platforms. And everything comes to me message-wise. Um, but that's that's how you guys could look me or the business up. That's awesome. You have been um, incredible. Congratulations on taking over the business this year and already planning for so much growth. I just I love the story. And um, you got a lot ahead of you. It's really exciting. Um, Speaking of relationships, I I know that eventually, uh, this relationship will turn into something as well, because it always does. Um, You know, somebody that needs to be on this show, or I know somebody in Denver that needs artificial grass. Or something right. that we don't even understand yet. You never know. So um, <laughs> right. so thankful to meet you. And uh, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me. And um, thank you for your time. And I'm sure we will stay connected on LinkedIn. And um, just uh, another relationship to have. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.